Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's April 28th, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please, remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living Radio Show is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, workingforaliving.com, and you may also follow us on Twitter. Working for a living, often imitated, but never replicated. We hope that all of our listeners had a wonderful Easter holiday and Passover season and enjoyed your family time. Also, today is Workers' Memorial Day, so please light a candle for all of the workers who have lost their lives at work during the past year, and may we observe a moment of silence. Thank you in remembrance of them. On a personal note, my own father would be 100 years old today. Happy birthday, Dad. Um, <clears throat> let me bring on Jeff Brown. And, uh, hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm okay, Leroy. How are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Do you have a, a good Easter and a couple of weeks off? Yeah, I've been getting out, doing some walking here and there. And, you know, yeah, it was, it was good. Weather's That's starting good. to break. Yeah, did you get snow last night? No, not at all. Yeah, they predicted snow around here. We didn't get it, but I guess they got it uh, south of us and north of us, so we were kind of in the middle of it, so... Yeah. And, and substantial. I mean, it got a couple inches on the ground, so but it went quick today because the sun came out and the way it went. So, uh, having said that, um, do you want to take? We'll start on the announcements. Do you want to take uh, the odd ones, and I'll go with the even ones. Sure. Uh, number one, working for a living radio show, continue to to support Medicare for everyone. Two, Working for a Living Radio Show continues to support the end of corporations being considered legal citizens. Uh, three, Working for a Living vehemently opposed General Motors' November 26th decision and abdomishes them to reverse that ill-conceived decision immediately. Four, Working for a Living continues to support the UAW's boycott of the Mexican-built Chevy Blazer. Uh, five. Working for 11 thinks 
thanks the UAW for his concerns expressed last week about the opioid crisis in America. Six, due the wor- to the world's cyclical e- economy, econ- economic reality, and the 2015 Detroit Three contracts. Working for a Living encourages all Detroit Three retirees to immediately establish other streams of income sufficient enough to replace your current pension monies. Uh, let's see here. Seven. Seven. April 16, 2019. It was reported that Ryan Paul, our next to his name, has introduced a national right-to-work bill. President Trump has promised to sign it. Enough said. April 17, 2019, Center for Union Facts, which is described on its website as an online empire exposing big labor, paid for a full-page ad in the Detroit Free Press blasting our UAW. Working for a living opposes any and all such actions, our issues are being dealt with by the proper authorities. Stay out of our world. Okay. Number nine. On a brighter note, on April 17, 2019, Illinois' governor signed a bill banning right-to-work laws in Illinois after being vetoed by his predecessor, a Republican. Number 10, April 18, 2019, Detroit Free Press reports reports that Pier 1 Imports is closing 145 more stores. Uh, number 11, April 19, 2019, NPR reported that the AFL-CIO President Trump says both parties have lost focus on U.S. workers. Perhaps later, Labor needs a high-profile and well-known candidate of his own to run for president in the U.S. Number 12, April 21st, 2019, Auto News reported that instead of a national strike, the UAW could target plants, key plants, for a ripple effect. Duh, that's been done many times before in the past, and look what that got us. Uh, 13, April 23, 2019, Times.com reported the U.S. Postal Service will cut 10,000 positions after five years of job growth. 14, April 23, it was reported that a company, that the company Waymo is to open an autonomous vehicle factory in Detroit. That's spelled W-A-Y-M-O. Go ahead, Jeff. April 23, 2019, Detroit News reported that Babasco, I think that's how you pronounce it, a German auto supplier will be opening a $400 million plant in Plymouth Township, Michigan. 16, on April 24, 2019, it was reported that Volkswagen launched an, a passive-aggressive anti-union campaign. April 25, 2019, Auto News reported that Ford 
first quarter net profit fell 34% on one-time charges. The old one-time charges. 18, Mm -hmm. yeah. April 25th, 2019, it was reported that Disney, a a corporation that got $1.6 billion in tax cuts and has a high-paid CEO, is now calling for layoffs. So much for the trickle-down tax cut benefits. April 25th, 2019, WLNS reported that 153 workers lost their lives on the job last year. And that nationally, workplace violence is now the second leading cause of workplace death, which accounts for 807 workplace deaths, including 458 homicides. That's pretty sad and absolutely preventable. Number 20. Uh, uh, I I know of three fights at at a plant uh, two weeks ago. One of them was disfiguring. So, you know, take a breath, everybody, please. Okay, 20. April 25, 2019, Chattanooga Times Free Press reported that a Volkswagen lawyer attempts to strike down requests for new election in Chattanooga at Volkswagen. Also, an NLRB administrative hearing officer had given Volkswagen and UAW attorneys one week to submit legal briefs and entertain potential election dates in May should the board rule in the union's favor. Wahoo, let them vote. April 26, 2019, Auto News reported that FCA is going to let Detroiters apply for new assembly plant jobs first. Number 22, April 26, WKBN reported that the Bowling Green Kentucky GM plant added 400 workers ahead of new Corvette rollout. We also note that at least one Kentucky State Police vehicle is a Bowling Green built Corvette. Thank you. Buying our products. Wow. Wow. Yeah. April 28, 2019, WKBN reported that Falcon Transport Company of Youngstown, Ohio, a major service provider for the U.S. steel mills, the big three automakers, and Fortune 500 companies announced operations shut down for Saturday. Uh, one driver for the company says the company is three weeks behind on pay and Falcon has cut off fuel cards. This means drivers have been dispatched and ran out of fuel and not able to drive back. He is stranded in Virginia. Thanks, Mary. That really helped us a lot. Exactly, Jeff. Um, yeah, I want to thank um, uh, all of our uh, investigative reporters uh, in here in domestically and around the world for what they send us uh, throughout the weeks. Uh, this was a two-week period, so we had a lot of uh, announcements here. Uh, 23 of them, and the show is going to be kind of long this week, but uh, we'll get through it. 
going to be a little long, so just sit tight with it. We'll try and get through here as quick as we can. We're 12 minutes now. So, uh, Having said that, uh, we have the email. Uh, I think, um, Jeff, do you want to take the odd ones and start it off, please? Okay. I'll do the last Congratulations. Congratulations on being your four year of broadcasting, your working for living radio show. Name withheld. Two. Yeah, thank you very much for that, by the way. Uh, we appreciate everybody recognizing that, that we've been doing this for a while. Thank you. Um, and we did it, Jeff and I did it on a previous show as well. Uh, second uh, email was, uh, hello, I check your blog regularly. It, uh, Your writing style is witty. Keep it up. Name withheld. Thank you. <laughs> Number three, Working for a Living has been selected and invited for this year's Global Concert Conference on Cancer, Infectious Disease, STDA, STD, AIDS. So I, I don't know if we're going to go to that. We've, we've, uh, we just got another email come in, and I'll get into that one next week. But we're getting a lot of invitations because people, they're recognizing you and I, Jeff. That's kind of cool. Uh, four, Mary Barra is out there spewing more BS again, uh, this time at Bowling Green, name withheld. Uh, so we'd like to say that it's nice to see that UAW VP Didis was present present at the uh, uh, Bowling Green presentation and was not hugging on Barra, uh, though she did not open up to the question uh, to answer any questions. Why not, Mary? You know, let's let's you know stick with the same program. There is there something you're trying to hide? Last week, two weeks ago, you were saying ask any question. Well. Looks like that faded. So go ahead, Jeff. Five. Thank you for repeating your suggestions in the flight against evictions and elevated support orders. Name withheld. Right. You know, we we covered how to try not to get evicted and and what to do once your wages go down. You need to contact a friend of the court as soon as you can. As soon as you can. So, uh, the last one, uh, not all of them are, are cheery. So, uh, red red shirt Wednesday is bullshit. When are you going to wake the f up? Uh, name withheld, but I think everybody knows who this person is. Uh, this was uh, said on open uh, Facebook page. Um, red shirt Wednesday is a show of, of conviction. Uh, for a good contract by us all. And if we do that on Wednesdays, it's going to send a message not only to management but to our bargaining team as well that we're, one, wanting a good contract and, two, stand four square behind them, okay, because they need our support in order to be successful. It's that simple. Um, And in a larger sense, if you ask your significant other or your spouse or someone like that to wear a red shirt with you on Wednesday and ask them to ask another person. And pretty soon, the whole country's wearing red shirts. 
You see, the person that wrote this to us, me in particular, is somebody that wants to have a national strike, and nobody's going to buy in. In fact, when we asked to see if there's any support for it, we got zero support back in December. We asked openly, is there any support for this? And nobody came to the fore. Nobody said, I'm, I'm ready to go stand out and walk off my job and lose it. Nobody signed up for that. But if, if we could get people to wear a red shirt, then that might be, you know, almost the same as walking off a job because then every worker, worker in the nation that was wearing a red shirt on Red Shirt Wednesday sends a message not only to companies that you've been suppressing our wages far too long, but also to the political end of all of this. You know, I mean, uh, Trump has said that both parties have failed workers, both parties. So if we could get red shirts on everybody on Wednesday, imagine what that could mean as a powerful statement without jeopardizing their employment. So those of you that have been beaten on the drum of national strike and, you know, out there creating hate and discontent for anybody else trying to do something good, you know, just go spread the message to everybody. I do. I wear my shirt on Wednesday, and I'm out there, and they say, well, you got a red, nice red shirt on. Yeah, it's, this is about worker solidarity for everybody working for a living. Ought to be out there wearing a red shirt. By the way, this is the UAW that's asked us to do this. Not this isn't our idea, other than expanding it maybe. The UAW is asking us to wear a red shirt. So if your leadership is doing that and the loyal opposition here is doing asking you, why don't you just, you know, stop complaining and go ahead and wear a red shirt? Because your national strike isn't getting any traction. But you might get some action and uh, support with wearing a red shirt. Because it doesn't hurt anybody's job. Nobody's going to lose their job over it. Okay. Um, uh, having said that, thank you to all the email writers. Uh, so I appreciate that a lot. Uh, this week's... Uh, uh, definition. Jeff, I think I'll take this. Uh, and Volkswagen workers in Chattanooga, please pay special attention to this week's definition. Uh, this is a phrase called at-will employment. At-will is a term used in U.S. labor law in which an employee can be dismissed by an employer for any reason. That is, without having to establish just, just cause for termination and without warning, as long as the reason is not illegal, e.g., as an example, firing because of, of the employee's race, etc. Okay, the protected classes, we all know what those are. In every state but Montana, which protects its employees who have completed a, an initial probationary period, okay, got to get through that, from being fired without cause, Employers, and that's in every state except Montana, employers are free to adopt at-will employment policies, and many of them have, 
In fact, unless your employer gives you some clear indication that it will only fire employees for good cause, the law presumes that you are employed at will. This is very important for everybody to understand that doesn't belong to a union. Volkswagen workers, if for no other reason than this one, it is in your best interest to become unionized because, by the way, Montana is the only state that saves you from at will. That means that the supervisor can come up to you for no reason, no just cause, and say you're fired. And you're done for no reason. There's no cause. Now, you can fight that for the unemployment office, et cetera, but you're still going to be fired. Okay. So, Jeff, you want to take this week's quote? You got any, sure. you got any questions or comments on that, though, Jeff? You got a comment uh, on that? Uh, yeah, I got a comment. Um, Amazon is doing this exact thing right here, right now. They have... Uh, Put some type of alarms or some people's workstations, and if they're gone too long, they can be fired without anybody telling them. Um, I read that the other day in, in uh, one of the newspapers. So they're just they're just doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, you want to take the quote there? This week's quote. Sure. The political and commercial morals of the United States are not merely food for laughter. They are an entire banquet. And that's by Mark Twain, a.k.a. Samuel Langhorn Clemens. I didn't know he had. It was just a... Yeah, he's got a lot of Mark quotes. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh, he's a very smart man, but I didn't know he was a.k.a. you know... Yeah, oh, he's different. Yeah, that's his, his real name is Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Yeah, he I never knew that. Under the pseudonym Mark Mark Twain. Yeah. And he wrote what Huckleberry Finn, the, you know, a lot of books mm-hmm. that he put out under the, yeah. the the name Mark. So everybody learned something. Uh, okay, so it's my turn. Fourth of July history for time off. And this is I didn't write it down, but I'm gonna just go through my own experiences. When I first hired him, 4th of July was on the 4th of July, bar none. It was just the 4th of July, and we had a a changeover uh, the last week in July, and it would last as long as necessary for the the, uh, facility to finish up the changeover into the next model. Uh, And sometimes it's just a couple of weeks. It was very rarely less than two weeks, and... Uh, and sometimes as many as six weeks, so the whole month of August sometimes. And we all relished that because it was a hot, real hot time to be in the plant. So uh, the old people that knew how to run an auto industry uh, realized it was the hottest in August, so they'd try and uh, keep most of the production uh, down uh, and have skilled trades go in there and do their work as a changeover and... uh, it was never that hot in the plant with the, all the equipment running. So even the skilled trades people got a little bit of a break as they did their work. Later on, uh, they uh, went to a, uh, this is in the la- uh, later 80s, uh, 
and, and oh, by the way, if you wanted to have part of the week off for the 4th of July, way back in the, in the 70s, uh, you would, you know, use your vacation. Uh, after I got a little time myself, I would use uh, the half week in uh, the 4th of July or the week after, uh, and uh, I would use the next couple of weeks and then merge that right on into uh, the uh, changeover. And I would have uh, pretty much all of July off. I spent a lot of time at Higgins Lake with my sons uh, uh, in the month of July because I really did my best to be uh, out of that heat and be with my sons when they were out of school, et cetera. So uh, then we went to uh, this whole notion that they did away with changeover as it was known, and give us the first two weeks in July. Now, the, the week of July 4 was all holidays, okay? They had holidays all four days, including uh, the traditional holiday, which made it five, day holiday, five days. And the second week was our vacation time. They would demand that we took vacation in the second week. And there was no more uh, finessing to get... Uh, your vacation for July or, or in changeover that was in the hottest time of the year in, in August. But now they're going to try and save money and uh, put us in holidays for the first week where the 4th of July fell. And then um, the uh, uh, last uh, uh, or the second week was uh, vacation time. I, I, I'm remiss. Uh, because I, I, after a while, before the changeover got stopped, they started putting the 4th of July on a Friday or a Monday, depending on when the week, when in the week 4th of July actually fell, they would give us a three-day weekend. So that was part of the program in the early 80s prior to changeover being stopped as I recall. So we did have a, a one uh, where it was just on the 4th, and then it was married up with a weekend celebrated, uh, uh, and we would have, we would work. And if we wanted that 4th of July off, we'd have to put in for vacation to get it. But we, we all enjoyed having a longer weekend and then trying to get the 4th of July off on vacation if you wanted it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, you've seen in the communities the uh, expansion of the 4th of July fireworks into other days, uh, like if it was Thursday, I think it's uh, Thursday this year, uh, and uh, you'll see it on Friday, Saturday maybe as well. Might even be some stragglers on Sunday night having fireworks throughout your community area. So that began. The communities started to realize that people wanted that long Fourth of July weekend, so they'd have uh, alternative fireworks besides just the Fourth of July. And then they went to the the uh, holiday uh, period, in my recollection, uh, for the fourth, and then vacation on the uh, the second week. And now uh, they've changed that after 2007 uh, to where it's vacation. Uh, and or layoff, um, depending on how the, the plant works there. But typically it's both weeks vacation or you might get a week of layoff, um, a week week of 
vacation a week of layoff if you don't have the vacation to cover yourself on the second week. Uh, and that's depending on local practices. So you see it's morphed over time. I know that there's uh, uh, very inexperienced vice presidents of the uh, International Union that don't know that history, uh, that it's morphed from just the day, then to the weekend, and then a holiday for the first week, and then vacation, and then uh, vacation time required. So, And they're saying they didn't want to ever change that if they're working the holiday, you know, working that first week. And you're seeing places like Fort Wayne that are now required to work, required to work the, uh, uh, the 4th of July week. So they've uh, made the decision there because they have so many transplant people that the 4th of July will be celebrated uh, on Friday so they get the week, uh, the long weekend there, and, and Thursday is the holiday. So uh, we have had it where we married it up with three-day weekends in the past. So I'm sorry that there's some inexperienced people here that, that are dead set against trying to be helpful to people that have been sent all around the damn country so they might get home on a long holiday weekend. Uh, so let's just set that aside. Um, any questions on that, Jeff? Did I get that right, pretty much? Yeah, you got it right, Leroy. Okay, thanks. It is hot in July and August. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, in the old sure timers, they, they kind of knew it. You know, they, they'd start that changeover last week in July. And it would mm -hmm. run for at least two weeks. Three was pretty normal, and you know you might get four or five on a long, long changeover period. You'd have most of all, you know, August off. I tried to finesse it into getting, you know, more vacation because it gets hot in the in the in the plant. So I always try to get part of July off, and as much as I could, I'd be up to Higgins Lake in my boat and had a, another friend that from the plant that had a sailboat. I had a powerboat, so we do all kinds of stuff, scuba diving, sailboat, and just just a lot of fun, you know. And uh, so it was it was fun to be around some people that you actually knew as well. So having said that, let's get into this recap of sexual harassment. If you are male or female and you feel sexually harassed, okay, or whatever you your gender identification is, and you feel sexually harassed, okay, first of all, get yourself a, a composition notebook. That's the one that looks like a little uh, marbled thing on the outside of it. It's hard, and it's sewn in the center, okay? These are known to be uh, accepted as your uh, log by a court of law, okay? I've known at least one case like that from back in the 70s, but I know that that case still holds up to the best of my knowledge. When you write in this log, you feel like you're being uh, uh, approached in an unwanted way. Any incident of said uh, uh, encounter, make sure you write it down. Date and time it and write it down. Okay, this goes for if you have a bad manager as well. That somebody is bothering you really bad. Get yourself a composition book and start making book. It's called making book. Okay, it's also called contemporaneous notes. You heard that from 
here a year ago in, in Congress. The uh, lawyer, the attorney general, got fired there. So, um, so or FBI director, whatever he was. Uh, so the, the these contemporaneous notes, as you write them down, date and time them, and say exactly what occurred, and then if the next one, you date and time them. And you must say no to the person at least twice before it becomes sexual harassment, okay? So when you say no to the person, okay, you say, please don't do this to me anymore. I don't appreciate it. It's unwelcome advances. Have a witness there. Have the witness uh, name in there. And if you can ask them to please sign your book, as a witness that gives you your second your your first one and then get a different witness for the second time uh and don't do it the same day you know do it a couple of days apart It'll give the person a chance to correct their behavior because that's all we're looking for right anybody because we have zero tolerance as a union and the companies have stated zero tolerance for any so that's what we're looking for correction don't want to harm any. So you get your little book. Make sure that you you note every incident. You get witness, and when you tell them no, and have them sign it if you can. Okay, that person. Also, call call your committee person. Tell the supervisor it's personal, and you get a hold of your committee person. Ask the committee person to place a civil rights call for you. Civil rights chair will come down, and they'll talk to you about your problem. They're best equipped to deal with this because they are trained to do it, deal with it. Okay, they'll go to the other party and and let inform them that this is a problem that they need to cease and desist. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're in the master local uh, unit of your local union. In other words. Uh, here in in uh, well let's let's say uh, 650 eh, 652 here in Lansing they got the the main the old Oldsmobile now Lansing Crafts or Lansing Grand River okay and they also have a couple of amalgamated units okay if it's amalgamated unit the civil rights chair is for the entire local union it's not a management position. Civil rights chair will then go to the amalgamated unit and talk to the person. That's their job. And the civil rights chair might not be a master GM Ford or Chrysler employee. It might be from the amalgamated unit. Could be. Okay, they might have the education and experience already, so they appointed that person from the amalgamated unit. And they might come to the the GM floor or Ford floor or Chrysler floor. So whoever the civil rights chair has authority over the entire union in the local union. And hopefully that civil rights chair gets it resolved. But if the civil rights chair can't affect change on this by this person, then you get relegated to calling upper leadership in the UAW in, in your local union. You'll call the chairperson or the president and or you might get so angry over it that you call the hotline for the company. Okay, and the hotline then 
gets involved in. But this is intolerable behavior, okay? How you deal with it is just the way we said it, okay? I said it, okay? Get yourself a book and record as much as you can. Tell them no twice. At the same time, contact your committee, bargaining committee person, okay, and have them place a call for civil rights. They'll come down and they'll try and fix it for you, okay? Sometimes these things get out of hand and then the party that's doing the harassment, okay, will retaliate and bring charges against somebody. This really, really, really opens up a whole can of worms against them because retaliation of Title VII 12203 retaliation of Title VII is frowned on by everybody, especially the court systems. If you want to lose your home, retaliate against somebody that you've been sexually harassing. Okay? Jeff, you got any questions on that? Comments? Uh, no, sir. You explained it exactly how it's supposed to work. And, and, you know, sometimes these people that don't adjust their behavior, you know, they there's there's times when action's taken that's, you know, they don't like, you know, uh, discipline. And there's a zero tolerance, okay? And we do our best to address it inside the union, okay? Keep it here local or, in, in, you know, in-house, so to speak. But if you're not addressing it and fixing it, correcting it, then it's then it's another problem. And, you know, uh, when management gets their fingers in it, you know, they got zero tolerance. You, you know what that means. Everybody understands what that means. So fix your behavior if you're doing it, and you're not you're not supposed to have to deal with that in any way. And that's any type of discrimination, not just sexual harassment, okay? Also, if you have a bad supervisor, you want to deal with that supervisor in the same way only just you won't need a civil rights chair, okay? And there's the Civil Rights Committee. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the, these people are, are trained very, very well to deal with this, these problems, okay? And we want that corrected. All of us want to correct it. Nobody should live in a, in a plant where they have to live at it, essentially. We spend more time there than we do with our families, uh, you know, in a... In a uh, harassing uh, in a harassing mode. So, uh, having said that, Jeff, you want to take that next portion there, please. Um. Yeah, the temporary language that we've been talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have had some uh, big problems lately since the plants have been downsizing. Now these companies, um, not only is there language in the contracts concerning how many days part-timers have to work before to come full-time, it's also, as we said before, Article 13, Section 22 is where you'll find it. It says... It shall be left to the discretion of the local union to determine the duration of the period for which 
work permits are issued. In no case, however, shall work permits be issued to any worker for a period of, of more than three consecutive months. Um, I got contacted by one of my former um, part-timers when I was working. He, they are now out, out of work as of last week. And they've been working every day for four or five years. Now they don't have a job. I don't think they even qualify for unemployment. Or I hope they get it. Now, this guy was really, you know, questioning me and stuff. And, you know, we have to find a way to fix this. And... Stop it, you know. Um, see, it's wrong. These people came in every day for three or four or five years, and now they don't have a job. Right. And that's unacceptable. Just they, They're going to get unemployment, Jeff. They're not going to get sub-pay. Well, they're they, not going to have, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. determined by the number of hours and number of weeks that you work in the uh, uh, six-month period for your qualifying yeah. hours unemployment office. That's, that's good. Um, we get unemployment. But, um, you know, sub, and we, you know, we give up other stuff in order to get that way back when. So we could get sub-pay, yeah. supplemental unemployment benefit. Uh, so, you know, that that's to protect those first out, okay? The least... Mm-hmm the lowest seniority among us. You know, we gave up stuff in order to get that for them. And there's there's mm-hmm. no reason that we gave that back. I mean, other than you kind of shake your head and go, hmm. Uh, you know, there's no reason to be giving that stuff uh, 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 back. And that's just, you know, not good. Especially when they're making record, record profits. You know, right. they've never made this kind of money before, ever. No, no. They're bragging about the you know ten percent profit. I mean, Alfred Sloan said, "I want to have four percent on average across time of uh, growth and profits." Okay. Now they're greedy and they got to have ten percent, and that's getting that's getting be old because that 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 six belongs to us, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, this is also uh, in the Constitution, brothers and sisters, and uh, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't deal with the temporaries, you're going to have to deal with me because I'm going dra- to draft charges against any and all signatories of that contract from the union side and bring you up on charges and, and do my level best to take your membership away from, from you if you do not get that language out of there. Let's go back to 90 days, okay? Then we don't have time studies being done on temporaries that are working in fear of their job and then imposed on regular workers, seniority workers. And then everybody can't do the work. Humanly impossible because you have to go to get pain meds to do the to do the job and as the UAW posted this past week, they uh, pose and are going to deal with the opioid crisis. 
the way to deal with the opioid crisis is stop this damn temporary stuff that you got going on. Because if you don't stop it, you're going to deal with me. It's that simple. I'm not messing around with Okay. I mean, I don't know how we've got into this situation where we're, we're violating our own constitution for collective bargaining benefits that benefit the company. Okay, we're going to get into that in just a second. Um, so you got any more on that one, Jeff? No, it's, it's just a damn shame. I mean, we needed yeah. those people to work every day, and, and they're just tossed away like yesterday's garbage. It's unacceptable. Right. And they don't have the chance to to transfer. You know, I mean, no, how would you like to do it? What do you tell the bank? I work for General Motors, kind of. I work for Ford, mm-hmm. kind of. I work for FCA, yeah. kind of. You know, I'm temporary. You know, they can get rid of me any time. I don't even get a chance to transfer and try and keep high-wage job or to yeah. send to higher yes. wages in a in a timely manner. Six years. Good Lord, eight years or whatever it is now. God, I think six. But um, okay, let's talk about another little contractual constitutional issue here that's uh, in the contract. Uh, repetitive clauses, Appendix K for GM, Appendix J for Ford. I quite frankly uh, am remiss and forgot what it, uh, the language is for Chrysler. It's in there and it's the same language. A question here is paragraph two in particular, but the whole appendix has a lot of a lot of problems with it. Paragraph two says the parties have pledged to continue working together consistent with this understanding and other provisions of the national agreement to enhance the company's competitive position. In other words, they're supposed our union leaders are supposed to make the company more competitive. Okay. Labor ethos says that, you know, you're going to stick up for the members, not the company. And that's why people now call our union a company union. By and large, write this paragraph, this paragraph right here, for no other reason. Okay. I'm not exactly sure why some leaders of the past have deviated so far from the core labor ethos and the actual actual language in the UAW Constitution, but it is glaringly clear that most certainly it has. Let's take a look at why. Okay, now we're going to, we know what the contract says, we just, just told you, okay, Enhance the company's competitive position. That's required. It's required by the president and the chairperson of the local union in Appendix K, the next paragraph down. But I didn't want to get, you know, too muddy here. We just stick with the real basic thing here for now. And there's some there's some reasons why you want to make sure that job security's out there. But guess what? We've been doing this, and look what they did to Lordstown. Look what they're doing up to Oshawa what they've done to Hamtramck, Baltimore, Maryland. What'd they do? Put them unallocated and closing them with the intent to close them. So competitive, it's not our job. It's their job. We're going to find out why here in just a minute. Okay, the UAW Constitutional Constitution, Article 2, 
objects says section one to improve working conditions create a uniform system of shorter hours higher wages health care and pensions to maintain and protect the interests of the workers under the jurisdiction of this international union okay I want to be clear to maintain and protect the interests of the workers not the corporation the Constitution requires that all UAW members and leaders are to maintain and protect the interests of the workers. And that's in diametric opposition to enhance the company's competitive position. That's a problem right there. The UAW preamble, paragraph 4, the structure of work established by management listen to that real clear this is the this is the preamble of the UAW the structure of work established by management is designed to make of the workers an adjunct an an adjunct to the tool rather than its master okay so we're supposed to be you know an adjunct tool to the corporation Okay, rather than management's not supposed to be our master. Okay, it's incumbent on us to do the best we can on our job. That's also in the preamble. But the structure of work is established by management. Okay, preamble says that. Right. Okay. I'm trying to make a point here. Running the company is not our business. Their competitive position, not our business. They give us something to do, we go do it, best of our ability. We'll do it the very best of our ability. Okay. Now, also the preamble paragraph three, the one before, the one I just read, because that was kind of important, more important. Managerial decisions have far-reaching impact upon the quality of life enjoyed by the workers. The family and the community management must recognize that it has a basic responsibilities to advance the welfare of the workers and the whole of society and not alone to the stockholders it is essential therefore that the concerns of the workers and of society be taken into account when basic managerial decisions are made okay those decisions are made by management this is the preamble. This is how we're supposed to deal with management. Managerial decisions are management's job. It's their aim. Okay. The, the above three paragraphs, the objects, paragraph four and paragraph three of the preamble, from the UAW Constitution make Appendix K directly in violation of the UAW Constitution. Keep in mind, bargaining team, every member, it is management's job to manage and workers' job to work. Okay. In the General Motors or in the UAW General Motors Agreement, paragraph eight, the right to hire promote, 
discharge or discipline for cause, and to maintain discipline and efficiency of employees is the sole responsibility of the corporation, except that union members shall not be discriminated against as such. In addition, the products to be manufactured, the location of plants, the schedules of production, the methods, processes, and means of manufacturing are solely and exclusively the responsibility of the corporation. This last paragraph 8 is in direct conflict with the language in Appendix K that says the union will assist in what did it say? It says that it will enhance the parties, one of which is us, the union, will enhance the company's competitive position, not our job. Do we want to make sure that we maintain, keep, and insource, repatriate work that's left? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's our job. That's our job to bring that work back, to impose upon management to bring that work back. Okay. So um, I don't know how we've got here where we're violating our own constitution with items in the collective bargaining agreement. Management knows what our constitution is. They know that if they do business with us, they have to abide by it. We all want to maintain and keep our jobs more secure, but not at the expense of the members for the benefit of the corporation. For example, to enhance the, the company's competitive position means to keep wages low, means to consolidate jobs and make work tighter. It prevents paragraph 78 speed-ups. Prevents speed-up grievance. How many speed-up grievances have you seen? And you've watched these jobs get tighter and tighter and tighter and no grievance for speed-up. Why? Because they're prevented by it to do that by this paragraph to enhance the company's competitive position. By contract, the chairperson and the president are required to enhance the company's competitive position and the international. We don't want our work going over anywhere, but we're pretty competitive, okay? And we shouldn't have to be competing with $2 an hour wages. And that's a political thing, but we'll, we'll work on that too. But it's not up to us to compete with $2 an hour wages or $1.90 and $2.50, whatever they are. I know everybody's mad at them because they said that more than the wages in Mexico are more than what was reported at the Makia doors. When you get down to the assembly plants, they are indeed making more money. The ones, the part suppliers up in Makia doors, Matamora area, Makia doors are manufacturing plants. That's the name of manufacturing plant. Those Makia door areas, manufacturing plant area of the Matamoras region in, in Mexico. Are making a, what? I think it was a dollar, 
95 or something like that. And they're making more money in the assembly plants. So. Again, okay, uh, this is unacceptable. Okay, and if you get the if you get the the uh, temporary stuff out of there, you're good to go there. But you're not good to go here unless you change this. Okay, and you know what that means. That's a violation of the Constitution. And Jeff, what have we been doing here with regard to the Constitution? We've been enforcing it, right? Yes, we have. We've been educating everybody. To the best of our ability. So, mm-hmm. just know we're, there's there's probably some more. I told you know through the last couple of weeks I said there's more. Okay, but these two, the, the temporaries, and this appendix K stuff with General Motors agreement, this this competitive clause uh, in all three of Detroit three agreements needs to end. It needs to end. You're going to get back to running the damn union like a union going to get back to labor ethos, kicking and screaming. You're going to get back there. Just understand it. Because I'll take your membership from top to bottom of every person that signed that damn agreement. And then we'll have to have another election. Won't we? All right. Okay, Jeff, you want to take that last one there? We're not. We're singing along here pretty good. We're covering a lot of ground. A lot of stuff since we last talked. But, uh, got any questions or comments on that? That appendix K, that competitive clause. You have it in your. No, we have an argument under a different appendix. Um, yeah, J, J, right? I think, yeah, J, not in the Ford. I think the international rep- reps, they know for a fact that our membership will not read the Constitution. They will not read every word of the contract. And therefore, how they're getting away with this stuff. I've been trying to educate our people at my plant on exactly this, this type of information. Most people just look at me like I'm crazy, but um, people need to wake up. They need to wake up fast. Right. And as a matter of enforcing... Go ahead, Jeff. I didn't mean to... Yes. Volkswagen organizing. Right. It appears that the International has taken heed of some of our suggestions from our April 14th show. Thanks. We all want success there. Also, the company Volkswagen has shown its true colors regarding unions and has ramped up its efforts against our UAW. Firstly, they have a billboard stating the UAW built a luxury home for its former president and with non-union labor. Who didn't know that one wouldn't come back to bite us in the ass? As long as we as a union are smart about organizing this time, we will be successful at organizing VW workers. Um, let's really try to help them out. But Mr. Williams, this is all on you. 
your home at Black Lake, all the money you spent during your time as financial secretary, trying to organize Volkswagen over the years, renting out the entire uh, amusement park just for the Volkswagen people, and sending um, that's the other one. Uh, but you just wasted a lot of money, and you really made yourself look bad, along with the rest of us union members. You are a disgrace to be a be considered a union man. It's uh, unacceptable. I'm glad you're out of office, but you don't need that luxury home up the Black Lake, that's for damn sure. So I got there, Leroy. Okay, yeah, you're you're exactly right, Jeff. I mean, you know, when we do stuff stupid like that, you know, it's going to come back to, to haunt us, okay? Uh, and he's not the only one that's uh, on the front street, on the front burners by these anti-union organizations. Uh, we talked about that in the the uh, announcements, that other group that uh, wrote, you know, ran uh, two in the free press and in the news, two full-page ads uh, about another one of our uh, previous international executive board members. Uh, I don't want to beat that horse to death because I don't want to sound like them, but at the same time, let's stop doing stupid stuff, okay? It's got to it's got to stop. Okay, if you want to be in charge of this union, act like you want to be in charge of the union, and stop doing stupid things, and stand up for the membership. Okay. Um, uh, we we touched on uh, the international staff doing this and that. Um, you know, at the top. Uh, but I want to. I know the international is listening, so I'm going to tell you. Something it's across my desk, and without getting into any names, it's crossed my desk this past week. International staff are attempting to assist persons for the sake of not being so targeted here. We'll put an S on it. Uh, to get them out of sexual harassment charges. Okay? To prevent them from correcting their behavior, sticking up for them to the degree that they condone the behavior. Okay? It's one thing to represent somebody. It's another thing to condone behavior that demeans our members and is unacceptable and stated zero tolerance. So my suggestion to the international leadership is that you have a heart-to-heart with all of your staff about how to handle persons of leadership that are doing sexual harassing behavior. It's unacceptable and you've got a problem. This isn't the good old boy system anymore. 
Okay. All of those of you that think you can close ranks and make it go away and allow it to continue are sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. And if you assist in retaliation of sexual, uh, anyone who has expressed protected behavior for sexual harassment or discrimination, it's protected by Title VII to express yourself. If you participate in retaliation, assist somebody in retaliating, you can be thrown under the bus with them, and that's home-losing time in a court of law. It behooves you to deal with the problem and get the behavior corrected and stop condoning it to the degree that you assist in retaliation. That word needs to come from on high in our UAW to each and every staff person. And you're going to find out why real soon. You need to have that meeting tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, having said that, uh, you can do what you want, international. But be careful, those folks out there condoning it and assisting in if anybody's assisting in the retaliation. Fix it. Fix it now. By the way, on that matter that I said to get a composite book for anybody that might be being harassed, in the past year and a half, I've had at least three successes of assisting person who had been harassed because I don't condone it. Maybe others do, but I don't. And I'm vehemently against it. All right. So having said that, Jeff, is there anything we could do uh, as a union, as a community, as a country uh, uh, to uh, uh, you know, make our voice heard. Is there something that we could do without getting fired or anything like that? Is there, is there something that we could possibly do? You got any ideas? Well, well, you mentioned earlier about the red shirt every Wednesday. Um, we talked about people attending every union meeting that they can, still a contract, so they can keep up to date. Um, in the process, of, um, there's a lot of things they can do. Okay. They can sit around, like I said, sit around and discuss what they really want. You know, who do you need to talk to to persuade their vote, um, to vote the right way this time around? Right. So, so there are some things out there we can do. 
just right. got to get people to do them. Right. We'll, we'll get into, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in communication with some of the, the best uh, PR firms in the world, global. And uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that, uh, you know, as time goes on, because uh, the electorate's changed. And it uh, seems that the Republicans have figured that out. Certainly Trump has. Uh, and he's been counseled on it without question. And we are not uh, even aware that the, the change is there. And we'll, we'll get into that um, as time goes on. And I hope people listen. And, uh, you know, it's, things have changed. And, and we still think it's left and right. And it's not, and we'll just have to leave that for where it's at now. But uh, as we uh, go forward, one of the best things, I think, like you just said, is we can do is show that the working class is ready to uh, wear red shirts and tell everybody that on a Wednesday uh, that we're, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired, having our wages suppressed and our jobs taken from us wholesalely. There's a... Uh, study done by CBS. Uh, that's the the old television uh, broadcast, the CBS News, etc. Et they did a study and said 90% of uh, manufacturing has left the nation since the year 2000. That's unacceptable. We need to get that back here. And we're not going to do it by kissing the, the company's ass and make it more competitive. We need to demand that they bring it back. Okay, so uh, having said that, thanks, Jeff. Let's uh, want to thank everybody who's in the switchboard tonight. I have a pretty full switchboard. Thank you, everybody, for uh, being here and listening. Much appreciated. I'll start. Uh, I want to uh, go through the countries that we have on our list. Uh, so I'm going to take a minute uh, this evening and do that. United States, Canada, Vietnam, Russian Federation, Laos, Turkey. Thanks to all of these, by the way. Brazil, China, France, these are people that listen every week. Italy, Germany, Netherlands, Thailand, Albania, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijani, uh, Great Britain, Egypt, Nepal, Ukraine, Dominican Republic, Pakistan, South Korea, India, United Arab Emirates, Belarus, uh, Belarus, I'm sorry, Antigua and Barbuda, uh, Seychelles, uh, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I don't know how they get us from there, but uh, Curacao, Argentina, Taiwan, Brunei, Darussalam. Uh, Brunei's changed its name, added some stuff. Thank you. Uh, South Africa, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Singal, Senegal, uh, Ireland, Benin, Libya, Latvia, Paraguay, Sweden, Chile, Angola, Tunisia. Poland, Mexico, Colombia, Republic of Serbia, Sri Lanka, I, Australia. I missed Australia. So uh, thank you to each of those uh, nations that listen in uh, to our show and to get our information here from the United States. Uh, tell just one more person if you're able to uh, convey that. Uh, and to get our listener base up, we really appreciate everybody listening. I hope that you got recognized here 
and maybe even individually sometimes here uh, by by saying because it might there's one one of those only has a couple of them only have one listener, but um, uh, so be it. You know, thank you for listening. Tell another friend of yours come in and uh, listen to your your uh, radio or your computer or your phone or whatever you have uh, that you can get this on. And we much appreciate it. Uh, of course, all the union and non-union workers here in the United States, uh, and, uh, our UAW brethren, our sisters and brothers in the UAW, thank you very much for listening as well. This is, by and large, based on the UAW, because we're all members of the UAW as, that are associated with this, working for a living. Thank you to all of our investigative reporters. Uh, one of them's been in the hospital. Uh, this past uh, week, and uh, we really uh, thank the person for everything that person does without going into much detail, uh, and we wish you the very best uh, on your health issue. Uh, let us all have a good contract this time. We're not into the business of taking membership away from the leadership. Do your job, and you won't have any problems. Abide by the Constitution, you won't have any problems. Okay, it's that simple. Okay, good night, listeners, and good night, Jeff. Good night, Leroy. Good night, everyone. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.